You're listening to Parkrun Magazine, now produced in a way you can listen to. Each episode of the audio magazine is full of features about getting started on a more active lifestyle, tips and ideas about becoming healthier and happier, plus, of course, stories about the communities around Parkrun events. Hello, this is episode six in the first series of the audio version of Parkrun Magazine. Each episode contains some of the stories from the first printed edition of the mag. We're finishing up Series 1 with a few of the shorter stories from Issue 1, as well as our feature all about how Parkrun changed a park in Belfast for the better, turning it from a no-go area into a valuable community asset. We also find out more about A Mile in Her Shoes, the charity that helps women escaping abuse, violence, homelessness or other struggles to improve their physical and mental well-being by getting active outside. Let's begin with news about how Parkrun works with Sport England. Parkrun has had a long-standing partnership with Sport England. Next, we hear about how that alliance will develop in the coming years. As part of Sport England's Uniting the Movement strategy, the organisation announced in spring 2022 that Parkrun would continue to receive support from Sport England for an additional five years, going through to 2027. Parkrun will sit within a group of more than 120 organisations working in partnership with Sport England to level up access to sport and physical activity across the country. As part of the partnership, Parkrun will receive expertise, support and an investment of government and national lottery funding from Sport England to co-deliver Sport England's ambitious 10-year strategy. This investment will allow Parkrun to continue delivering free, weekly events across the country and to expand into new communities. Five-kilometre Parkrun events happen on Saturday mornings, but on Sundays, it's time for Junior Parkrun. Here's what it's all about. Sunday morning means junior park run. Come along and you'll see children, families, grown-ups, grandparents, everyone is welcome. It's a two-kilometre event for children aged between 4 and 14, who will get a finish token if they walk, jog or run their way around the course. And anyone of any age can volunteer, so grown-ups can join in as well. Junior park run is totally free. It's the perfect family activity. It's also one of the happiest hours of the week. You're guaranteed to see loads of smiles from walkers, joggers, runners and volunteers. If you have walked, jogged, run or volunteered a few times, you might be in a milestone club. Here's what that means. More than half a million people are a member of at least one Parkrun milestone club. As your walking, jogging, running and volunteering totals increase you automatically become a member of several clubs. Milestone clubs celebrate consistency and persistence. And the t-shirts, pin badges, snoods and other merchandise are instantly recognizable. If you walk, run, jog or volunteer at 25 park runs, you are in the 25 club. The next milestones are 50, 100, 250 and a whopping 500. If you think you've qualified for a milestone, check your Parkrun profile by visiting www.parkrun.com forward slash profile, where you'll also find details of how to claim your milestone mementos. 
Did you know that for the first five years of Parkrun, there were no barcodes? Each week, volunteers would download a database of each individual Parkrunner, and then the times would be uploaded into a bespoke results system. Community is the beating heart of Parkrun, whether that's the Saturday or Sunday morning participants or the wider world around each event. Many grassroots organisations across the country signpost to Parkrun as a safe, welcoming and inclusive space for anyone to take part in physical activity. Here, we profile a mile in her shoes, which uses outdoor exercise to help women with complex needs. It's up to us to persuade women to give a little time to themselves, says Celia Roberts, a trustee of London-based charity A Mile in Her Shoes. A Mile in Her Shoes helps women who have escaped abuse or domestic violence and find themselves homeless or being moved between temporary accommodation. Women for whom life has become a constant struggle to sort schooling, benefits and to find a home where they don't live in fear. To encourage mental and physical well-being, A Mile in Her Shoes holds outdoor exercise sessions. But despite the charity's name, this doesn't mean only running, and it isn't some kind of boot camp either. Nobody has to run, explains Celia. Nobody feels they have to get fit. The structured sessions are all about fun and inclusivity, and feature a lot of games. They also might include walking, jogging or running for those who are able. We do try to be really flexible and offer something for all fitness levels and health conditions, Celia says. Putting on the sessions is all very well, but helping women actually to take part is perhaps the most crucial aspect of the work of A Mile in Her Shoes. Many women are referred to the charity through social prescribing and are often feeling depressed or traumatised. Others suffer from multiple health problems or are recovering from serious injury suffered during their previous situations. A Mile in Her Shoes tries to break down barriers to exercising. For example, the charity provides sports kit, including new trainers, bras and socks. The coaches and volunteers working with A Mile in Her Shoes carry out thorough risk assessments of the areas where they exercise before they take a group out. Each hour-long session is tailored to work with its participants' current situations and physical and mental anxieties. And there's always a chance to chat, if that's what's required. Some people want to talk a lot, and some people don't want to talk at all, Celia says. We're there to walk and talk. We're there to run and talk. You're as much as a listening ear as you are a physical coach. In 2017, the charity commissioned some research from Kingston University and St George's Hospital, which identified massive benefits for the women who have been able to take part in the Mile in Her Shoes programme. The first is a sense of belonging that the participants gained from being part of regular outdoor exercise, becoming part of a social network independent of family or agencies. The activities and the kit also help to reframe life for women who had often become solely defined by their recent traumatic experiences. But possibly the most valuable gift a mile in her shoes gives the women who are able to take part is that they feel emboldened to be themselves again. Using the self-esteem that comes from exercising outdoors, 
to become the kind of person they had once been, but had perhaps lost. Even when life is chaotic and precarious and it's impossible to commit to coming to an exercise session every week, that doesn't matter. A mile in her shoes is there week in, week out, working in a trauma-informed way to help women gain confidence, self-belief and to instil some continuity in their lives. When the women attending a Mile in Her Shoes sessions have gradually built up their fitness and confidence levels to feel empowered enough to set a goal, a Mile in Her Shoes coaches accompany them to a park run. Celia sums it up perfectly when she says, we're all about helping women to try to find their feet, literally and metaphorically. Let's hear from Susan, who's based in Brent in northeast London, and who volunteers with a mile in her shoes. It was on a very gloomy, showery winter morning I met up with Mary, who I had spoken to on the phone. She had been referred by her GP as she was feeling down. She had been recovering from an operation on her Achilles and previously an injury in her hip. She had become heavily reliant on her stick and was frustrated as she had been such an active person. We have walked different routes and chatted about our worries and our good stuff. We have a laugh and sometimes we stop for a coffee. Mary said she was unsure about getting involved with the charity, but when she heard my voice, she felt at ease. I never push her to do too much, but encourage her to always be grateful for what she can do. I hope we can get to Parkrun soon, as I am sure Mary would get involved in the volunteering and maybe one day get to walk some of the course. Mary helps me to remember the good things in my life and how helping each other is a truly positive experience. It was once a dangerous no-go area, partly because of sectarian violence. North Belfast's Waterworks Park was a place few would venture into, until community efforts, including a weekly park run, helped to transform it into the vibrant, popular and family-friendly space it is today. This story was written for Parkrun magazine by Belfast-based journalist Victoria Stokes. Twelve years ago, Waterworks Park looked very different. Set right in the heart of one of the most hostile territories during the Troubles, it bore all the hallmarks of an area still recovering from the Northern Irish conflict, division, antisocial behaviour and a looming threat of violence. Matt Shields, lead ambassador for Parkrun Island and Waterworks Parkrun's founding event director, remembers, The Waterworks was an interface. It was the kind of place you wouldn't walk through for a shortcut to the shops. The 30-year conflict between the Unionist and the Nationalist communities, which centred on Northern Ireland remaining in the United Kingdom or becoming part of a united island, saw more than 3,500 people lose their lives. In 1998, a peace deal known as the Good Friday Agreement was signed and brought an end to the conflict, but in some areas, such as North Belfast, violence and division remained. All of the rights and troubles that you read about, many were centred in this area, and these troubles continued even after the peace process, Matt Shields explains. This backdrop of sectarian violence and disorderly behaviour often made people wary of entering spaces like the waterworks, but the presence of Parkrun has played a part in making it a safe area for locals and visitors alike. Matt Shields says, 
With participants coming into the park in big numbers, those antisocial elements have dropped off. Nobody would have gone into the waterworks prior to parkrun arriving, but now is one of the most used outdoor spaces in Belfast. Parkrun has acted as a kind of catalyst for change, paving the way for new additions to enter the park, including colourful garden allotments and an urban fishery, the Waterworks Angling Club. In a community that's home to people on both sides of the political divide, the regeneration of the waterworks has also aided social cohesion in the area. Matt Shields explains a bit more. What you must understand about North Belfast is that it's a divided community. It's neither one side or the other. The big difference that Parkrun has made is that it brings the community together. Everybody is welcome and equal at Parkrun, and you don't know what everyone's backgrounds are. John Murphy was event director at Waterworks Parkrun when this story was first published. He said that the social aspect of Parkrun lies at the heart of the event's success. He explains, The 5K is almost incidental. You're really going there to meet the community and the guys you know. You're going for a social event to walk, jog, run or volunteer. Or you can simply go along to watch. When the park run is over, you'll always see people standing about having a chat and catching up. It's these friendly catch-ups that have had the biggest impact in terms of mental health and well-being, Murphy believes. Some of the chats the parkrunners are having are casual topics, like about work and such, he says. But other times, it's people offloading stuff that has really been draining on them, like a health concern, for example, or stress. This is stuff they're probably not telling anyone else. It's a safe environment to discuss that. Murphy says he has used the event in this way many times himself. He says, when you make those connections with people, it's very non-judgmental. That's the main thing people get out of Parkrun. Philomena Donaldson, who grew up near the waterworks, did her first waterworks Parkrun in 2011. She describes the changes she's seen in the park as significant. She explains, With the onset of the Troubles, the waterworks became a dangerous place. Because of the potential for sectarian conflict, we walked around the park rather than walking through it. Now, thanks to a combination of factors, including a more peaceful political landscape, Philomena Donaldson says the area is a safe environment once again. On Saturday mornings, hundreds take part in the park run, and throughout the week, the park is frequented by walkers, runners and joggers. Waterworks Parkrun is an integral part of that change, says Philomena Donaldson. Because of it, the Waterworks belongs to the community again. What a fantastic story. And here are three brilliant things about Waterworks Parkrun. First, the welcoming environment. People of all backgrounds and from both sides of the divide are encouraged to come along as walkers, joggers, runners, volunteers or just to watch. Ability is not important either. Then there's the scenery. There are two big ponds to lap around, garden allotments and a view of Belfast's hills in the distance. And finally, the camaraderie. Political tensions and old divisions are no match for this event. It's a place to forge friendships, clear your head and connect with others. Waterworks Parkrun has made a real, tangible difference to the community in and around the park. What a positive story. Perhaps your local park run has also changed your park for the better. Let us know. You can get in touch anytime at parkrun.com forward slash feedback. 
and it was great to hear all about the women being helped by a mile in her shoes. Getting active in a safe group environment can really improve quality of life. Thank you for listening to Parkrun Magazine. We hope you like the features and enjoyed our simple ways to take steps towards a happier and healthier life. To find out more about your local Parkrun event or collect a free copy of the printed magazine, head over to magazine.parkrun.com. Parkrun Magazine is created by Parkrun with the audio version made possible through editing and audio adaptation by Imogen Lees and production by Light the Wind Media and Runcom. If you enjoyed listening, please remember to subscribe, leave a review or share it with others. Anyway, that's it for this episode and also for Series 1. Series 2 and 3, featuring stories from the second and third printed magazines, will be available soon. We hope you'll be giving us a listen. 